unofficial Bengals podcast. Welcome to the unofficial Bengals podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. All right, welcome to the draft preview version of the unofficial Bengals podcast. We're not going to be doing a bunch of our regular segments today because I want to focus solely on the draft. We're going to preview the draft. We're going to go over some draft needs. I'm going to make some predictions on what I think the Bengals are going to do slash what I hope they're going to do. And Tom McLevy is going to stop in for another McLevy minute, and this one will be solely dedicated to the draft. I'd like to thank our sponsor, at Bengals Highlights on Instagram. Excellent Bengal highlights set to modern music. Definitely a great page. You guys got to check it out. All right, there's a lot of different draft philosophies out there on how people approach the draft, what to do in the draft. My philosophy differs from a lot of people, and I'm going to show you some facts on why I feel this way. So there's philosophies that the draft is gold, every pick is valuable, you build your roster through those late round picks. I understand all those philosophies, and they do have their place, but I differ a little bit in my beliefs on that. I feel that you need to grab top 50 players. And this year, we picked twice in the top 50. I think it's really essential for us to get one more pick in that top 50. If it's a matter of trading something, I think it would be wise for us to get in that top 50 with three picks. I'd rather have three top 50 picks and no more picks than two top 50s and five other picks that God knows if they're going to make the roster. So I'm going to go back to some facts from the last five drafts. I'm going to go back to 2014, and I'm not going to include last year's draft because those guys are still unproven. We don't know how they're all going to pan out. So if you go back to 2014, 15, and 16, those are three drafts. There's only three remaining players on the team from those drafts. You have Uzama, William Jackson, and Tyler Boyd. Three full drafts, those are the only three guys left on the team from those drafts. In the last five drafts, if you take rounds three through seven, we had 29 picks. Only five of those players out of 29, I would say, are above average or on the verge of being above average. And actually, it was ironic, but it worked out to be one per round. So again, we're going back to 2014 and we have five players only from rounds three to seven that have the potential to be very good players. And I'll recite them for you. Round three, we had Sam Hubbard. Round four, Carl Lawson. Round five, Darius Phillips. Round six, Brandon Wilson. Round seven, Auden Tate. Go through the drafts, and you're going to find that there's not many other players out of those 29 picks that have the potential to be above-average players. So again, I know you build your roster through the draft, but if you look at the history, it doesn't quite shake out that way. Get in the top 50, get yourself three players. A lot of times what happens is you get all these late-round picks, you get your your five, your six, you know, we've had years with multiple six-round picks, we've had years with multiple fifth-round picks, fourths, whatever. We bring those guys all in, and what happens is, just because you drafted a guy this year and he's semi-good, you start pushing out a guy that you drafted in the sixth round two years ago. So you continue that vicious cycle, and there's no development. Grab some good players. Don't supplant mediocre players with new mediocre players, and again, no one develops under that system. Now, let's go back to our biggest need of this season in the draft. Obviously, we have Burrow, quarterback. We're just going to assume that that's a given. Please let it be a given. But let's move on to the linebackers. 
there's only been three linebackers in our entire history that were drafted in the third round and beyond that turned out to be decent players. The last one was 22 years ago, 1998, round three, Steve Foley. Good player, on the verge of being great, went to another team, ended up getting shot, and it ended his career. He didn't die, but it ended his career. But we go back to 98 for the last time that we had a great drafted linebacker in rounds three through seven. Then you can go back to the 70s for the other two. 1976, Reggie Williams, all-time great. 1972, Jim LeClaire, all-time great. Those three are the only drafted linebackers from the rounds three and on that were worth anything. No offense to the other guys, but it's true. We got lucky with our undrafteds. We've had a couple good ones over the years. Obviously, Vontez, Vinny Ray, Adrian Ross. So with that said, I don't think we're going to fix the linebacker issues if we wait for the third round and on to address that. Granted, I want to take a couple this season, but I think if we want to get one that makes an impact, we're going to have to grab one in the late first round, early second round. If it requires trading, then so be it. But I don't want to sit here, grab another third round linebacker, and think it's going to be the solution. So again, for this year's draft, I agree on taking the best available player, but let's try to get our quarterback And let's focus on getting a linebacker before the third round within the top 50 and a tackle within the top 50. Rounds three through seven, however they fall, they fall. I'm sure there's going to be good players in there. But if you go to our history, 29 players drafted, five of them above average. All right, that's going to take us to our next segment, which is going to be our draft needs. Draft needs. All right, I'm going to go through the positions that I feel that we need in this year's draft, and I'm also going to go over the positions that I feel that we don't need in this year's draft. So as far as our needs, quarterback. Andy, great quarterback, took us to multiple playoffs. I think our time with him is done, and obviously we're going to choose Burrow to replace him. So I'm going to put quarterback as the main need for this season. We all know that we need linebackers. The issue is we don't even have enough linebackers on the roster to field a team. So it's going to be a matter of drafting one high, like I said, and maybe two more in those late rounds. And then an undrafted free agent or two. I'd like to see them bring in about four linebackers. Two to three drafted, two to three undrafted. So whatever it takes. If they want to bring in four, five, six linebackers, like I said, let's get a bunch of good young guys in the mix and let it all sort out. We're kind of starting over at that position. Offensive tackle. We have Jonah Williams, unproven as of yet. We have Bobby Hart, solid player. A lot of people want to see him replaced. We don't have a lot of depth behind them, so we're going to need another tackle in there. The last thing I want to do with this season is for Jonah Williams to go down, and now we're floundering at left tackle, and Burrow's getting his head kicked in. We need to grab a tackle in the top 50. Ultimately, I would like it to be a right tackle, but I'm not opposed to it being a left tackle or a guy that can swing between both. Because a Jonah Williams injury can really set us back this year. Even a Bobby Hart injury can really set us back this year if the young guys from last year aren't ready to move into that position. So let's get someone from college that's highly touted and mix him in there as the third and maybe even push Hart for a starting spot. The other position that we're in need of is tight end. We have several on the roster. I like Uzama. We don't know what we're going to have in sample. Carter's a special teams guy. 
And then we got a few guys under those that might not be ready to play just yet. Tight end is going to be a need for us. I just don't think that we're going to get a standout tight end from rounds four and on. It's just typically you don't really see them there. I know Uzama was a sixth, but I don't think that we're going to get a game changer in those rounds. So I almost feel like maybe we should push that into next year and just work with the guys that we have. Because I don't want to see them grab a tight end in the first round or the second round or any of those top 50 picks. Even the first pick of the third round seems like a little bit of a reach unless there's some dynamite tight end that happens to fall there. The positions that I feel that we don't need to address in this draft are running back, wide receiver, and safety. If an exceptional player falls to us, I can understand possibly making that pick. But if that doesn't happen, we might want to leave these spots alone for this year. I know it's a deep wide receiver draft. I know there's a lot of them this year. But we have a pretty solid core, and I'd rather our early picks address the needs that we have at tackle and linebacker. With that said, they probably are going to draft a wide receiver this year because there are a lot of good ones. But I think that we could actually wait till next season to do that. Safety. We got four spots locked up at safety. Maybe Henderson takes that fifth spot. Safety is a position where you might be able to grab an undrafted guy as well. I don't think that we should spend a high pick on safety, and I would rather us address the other needs right now. All right, that'll do it for our draft needs. Now I'm going to move on to my draft predictions. Draft predictions. All right, on to my draft predictions. And this is something that I do every year. Now, I'm not going to front you guys. I'm not a college football expert. I'm not a college football guy. So I'm not going to start talking about all these prospects like I've seen them play. I think that would be doing an injustice to you guys. And I don't want to present myself like that, like I'm some college expert when I never really watch the games. I'm a pro football guy. So rather than give you names, I'm going to just tell you positions that I feel that we should draft and why. In round number one, quarterback, Joe Burrow. There's no other way. I don't want to talk about Herbert. I don't want to talk about Tua. I don't want to talk about any of those guys. It's got to be Burrow. Joe Burrow. Round number two, linebacker. Find a way to get one of those linebackers. Find a way to get Murray or Queen. You find a way to trade up, no matter what you have to do, get one of those guys. There's a drop-off after that. If we have to jump up a couple spots, do whatever it takes to do that. Patrick Queen. Round three, offensive tackle. Hopefully a right tackle. I don't want this to be the first pick of the third round. I want it to be some pick that they trade up for in the top 50 and grab one of those top linemen. I think they're they're saying that there's five offensive tackles that are special, and then there's a drop-off. Hopefully we can land one of those or get somebody that's pretty close to that list. Round four, pick number one, is such a valuable pick because everyone's been stewing on the, the first three rounds. You got that Saturday morning. GMs and staffs are working all hours of the night trying to figure out who's the best guy on the board. So that pick has a lot of value. If someone really special falls to us, make that pick. If not, trade that pick. Try to make that pick get some more mileage for you. And don't don't trade that pick to move down in the fourth and grab a six and a seven this year. I'm saying trade that first pick in the fourth round and try to get a better pick for next season. Try to get a two or a three. I don't know if you're going to get a two for it. But try to get a three for it at least. And then we get the three next year, and that might give us some more mileage to move up next year to get three of those top 50 players again that I've been talking about. So this is a real special pick for us to be picking 
first on that third day, and I think that we're going to get a lot of mileage out of that. What I see if they keep the pick, I'm thinking they're going to take a receiver. They're going to take one of the good receivers that falls to them. Round five, linebacker. I told you we need two, three, four, five of them this year between the draft and rookie free agents. In the fifth round, chances are he's not going to become a starter for you, but we need some guys in that mix there, and you just never know. So let's grab another one in the fifth just to throw into that that whole roster scrum. Round six. Now here's where you start getting a little tricky. I think they're going to grab an interior lineman, whether it be on offense or defense. Again, when you get to the sixth round, you're not going to get a tackle that's special. You're not going to get an edge rusher that's special. So let's stay away from those, but maybe it's a time to get an interior lineman. Maybe another defensive tackle? Maybe a center slash guard? So for this prediction, I'm I'm almost feeling like they're just going to grab a center. They're going to grab another guy to throw into that center mix behind Hopkins. You know, who knows what's going to happen with Price. I wish you luck, Billy. Round seven. It's a wild card. Obviously, they're just going to grab the best available. It could be a receiver. It could be a safety. It could be anything. But I'm going to go with another linebacker. So this list is semi-prediction, semi-my-personal-mock, semi-let's-do-this. But let's run them down again. You got Burrow. You got a linebacker. You got an offensive tackle. In the fourth, you go receiver. In the fifth, you grab a linebacker. In the sixth, you grab an interior lineman on either side of the ball. And in the seventh round, you grab another linebacker. When free agency comes around, sign a couple linebackers. Maybe grab a tight end. You never know. You could get an undrafted wide receiver. You could get an undrafted running back as well. It's going to be dictated by who they had their eyes on that didn't get drafted. So it's a total wild card, but you do have to grab a couple linebackers. And probably not a bad idea to grab a tight end, a receiver, and a running back in that mix as well. All right, we're going to move on to the McLevy Minute. And this is a special edition of the McLevy Minute, which is going to focus solely on the draft. McLevy Minute. All right, we're here with Tom McLevy for another McLevy Minute. Hey, Tom, how are you today? Frankie, how you doing, buddy? All right, man. Hey, listen, I wanted to ask you for this week, what is your draft philosophy? Well, Frank, the philosophy is have a board. This year, we got the top pick, Burrow's a no-brainer. Our draft starts second round. See who falls out of that first round and that you like and go after them, meaning that you have needs, but don't always go after the need. Take the best player. The Bengals need good players. You have to be smart. If this is the way you're building your team through the draft, you have to be smart. In the past, they have not been smart, and they took chances. They went after needs instead of good players, and they didn't succeed. But I would love to see them aggressive. I I would love to see them jump back into the first round. It has happened to them plenty of times in the past couple years that they've been swiped out of players that they really liked so this year be aggressive give up that third round guy to get a bona fide first round tackle that you love that you can protect burrow and give Mixon holes that he needs they haven't in the past but hopefully they've changed their stripes with this offseason of free agent spending which they've never done in their history so hopefully it carries over to the draft that they're going to be aggressive and take five good players out of this draft instead of seven guys that 
two of them you'll probably end up cutting after training camp. So be aggressive. Look at New England. They do not re-sign players. They let them go and they rebuild them through the draft or through trades. Brady is a perfect example this year. They had no problems letting him go. And they will address it either with Andy Dalton, hopefully, or quarterbacks they, they have on their team now. Be aggressive. Don't hamstring yourself to say, oh, well, we got this guy. He's a nice guy. Or Be aggressive. If it means at second round, first pick, taking a running back and, and cutting Geo, do it. You didn't use Geo last year. Don't hesitate on picking a player because you got a veteran there. Be aggressive. Do your homework. Make your board and go from there. But I would love to see them trade. Like a few years back, they had 10 picks, and he held on to, I think, eight or nine of them and made one little deal. They cut half of the picks. That's the year where you should have been really aggressive going up to the second round, going up to the third round, and giving up your five, six, seven picks. If Mike Brown wants to change the franchise, I want to see that. Tom, I, I agree with those philosophies, without a doubt. I, I never felt that the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders, you know, there's not many of them in the past that have turned into stars or pro bowlers or even starters, for that matter. Correct, Frank. How many Super Bowl champions do you see that have undrafted free agents or late-round picks starting on their team. Yes, special teams, occasional wide receivers. You've changed your colors in the free agency market. Change them in the draft. Excellent takes, Tom. What do you think that our biggest needs are in the draft? Quarterbacks uh, is taken, so that's the number one. My feeling is offensive line. You can't have Bobby Hart at right tackle. Sorry, you can't do it. He's a capable backup, but to have him there starter, no. My feeling is get that right tackle. With the defensive additions through free agency, you've upgraded your defense. But to really put a signature on your offense, you need that offensive line bolstered. The second pick, I feel, should be offensive line. And then you have a more than capable offense to move the ball. Thirdly would be linebacker. They have none, so that would be my feeling. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you there, man. Anything else on your mind today, Tom? Well, I did a mock draft, Frank. Ah, all right. That's good news. Uh, What do you got, man? You know, I don't like doing these, but it was fun. I threw it out. It goes off of what I just said. got Burrow going number one. I got Isaiah Wilson, right tackle, Georgia, going second round. And then I got Logan Wilson linebacker Wyoming going in the third if there's a linebacker there waiting that they love go after him in the first round that is what I would love to see as one two three but they want to be aggressive and go after somebody they love in the top at the end of the first round do it without actually going into specific names what do you think they should do in rounds four through seven whatever falls to them you can't have enough linemen or linebackers Defensive line, I think they're pretty set, but go with your board. You know, Mr. Tobin and Mr. Brown should be listening to you a little bit on this. I think you got some great ideas here, Tom. I mean, I think a lot of Bengal fans have the same point of view. Tom, it was really good talking to you today. You too, Frankie.
Talk to you soon. All right, my man. That'll do it for this week's edition of the unofficial Bengals podcast. Next week, we're going to review who they took in the draft, and we're going to bring back all of our regular segments as well. I'd like to thank our sponsor, at Bengals Highlights on Instagram. And remember to support all your Bengals pages out there. There's a lot of great ones on Instagram and Twitter. Zim Day, Bengals Central, Bengals Talk, Bengals Center, Bengals Captain. I'm going to keep mentioning these guys to you as the episodes go on because they all deserve to be heard, and I'm really glad that we're all supporting our team. Thank you for listening to the unofficial Bengals podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. Unofficial Bengals Podcast.